0: What's up, guys? What's up, Moan? Hey, DK, we are live. I'll be over here fooling around, man, on the side, just making faces, moving my head <laughs> side to side. I'm like, when is DK going to hit broadcast? I know for a fact I'm going to be doing something silly, man, like chugging water or whatever you want to do, man.
1: Oh, I'm out sillying you today, post-credits. <laughs> just wait.
0: Just wait. Really? Mm-hmm. Me, well, if that's the case, DK, where's the bell? Start
1: you seen these pictures of Kenny Pickett out of the first wave of guys coming into the south side? You seen that?
0: Yeah, I have. Like this, I
1: have. this right here, the, the neck, when, when the, the cheek kind of mm-hmm. runs as one into the neck. Yeah. Uh, he looks physically stronger. He looks more sturdy. He looks... I don't know. I just hope he can still scramble, Moan.
0: Me too, because I'll say this, man. Um, I I love that he's gotten thicker and stronger and added muscle and all that type of stuff, right? But if that's going to affect his throwing style and how he feels like he can be he-man now, then I'd much rather have the flabby body, okay? (laughs) Give me Tom Brady body is what I'm telling you, because he ended up getting seven Super Bowls without the uh, the physique of a world bodybuilder, world-class bodybuilder. So, but... I'll say this, I'm glad to see he took that initial year one, the year two step, Uh, and with that being said, the the body type, though, that conversation right there, DK, has been very interesting this last week as we go through this draft class stuff with these quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I I think one of the things you're going to be looking for here, well, look, one of the things you look for at any position is availability and durability, and I could see where Kenny would take to heart not only the fact that, you know, he, he got hurt a couple of times. Yeah. Okay? He, got, yep. he got knocked around. Uh, he also got knocked out of the lineup. And I'm sure it felt to him like he's out there. He's winning this job. He's been told he's got this job. And then the next thing you know, he's either standing on the sideline or, or, or worse, not even getting a hat. And it, you lose that sense of
0: control, yeah. right, as an yeah. athlete. Yeah, you do. You do, man. Whenever uh, you're not available to showcase your talents. Yes, you do lose that sense of control and that eagerness to compete, that lack of not being out there with your guys, man. It affects you mentally. It could really be bothersome for guys. So if he was told, hey, Kenny, we need about five to seven pounds of muscle this offseason, better conditioning, understanding what you need from your shoulders, your core process, I mean, uh, aspect of you being a, a pro in this league. Yeah, I'm glad he did it. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this. His biggest step is what, DK? You were really about his his physique. Ben dealt with this a lot, too. Did he not? Yeah. Oh, he looks out of shape. He doesn't train. Dad bud, Dad bod, all that. Oh, he's getting old. Look at him. But what could Ben do with his arm? He could sling it. Right? Yeah, he was and- born with that. And he was born with that Kenny's timing to me, as we talk about Allen Robinson, as we talk about Deontay and George and Pat and everybody else involved in the passing game, his ability to pass on time is more important to me than anything else he could do this off season. Um, that's I'm hoping it doesn't stiffen him up. Um, I'm hoping he's able to still, yeah, move around. And if he does have to take a sack or two DK, it's not going to be crucial to him if, him if he hits the ground. So, with that being said, man, uh, good for him and also other guys that's taking that step going into year two. I've seen the conversation, too, around Kendrick Green looking a little different. You're supposed to, okay? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to, and uh, we'll be in a good space if, if we can get a competent offense on the field week in and week out. Devon White reaches
1: out to us to say that he's watching this from the Middle East on deployment. Dude, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'm not talking about watching the show. I'm talking no. about thank you. That's really, really cool.
0: Well, let me throw this in here, too, for free. Thank you for watching the show over there. Great internet service, okay, by the way. <laughs> but seriously, thank you for your service. I never took for granted the stories Alejandro and I had or the conversation we had and what it takes to do that. So hats off to you, seriously.
1: It hits so different when you hear from people who've done it and you had uh, one right next to you in that locker room and right next to you on your left shoulder when you were playing games. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this before on the show. It was always kind yeah. of tricky when you bring that up with Al and when you don't.
0: You know yeah. What I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh man. But you know, Al though, talk anything but football. Uh, That's how he. That's what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's go
1: quantum quantum physics, Al. Okay,
0: cool. Or or the stock market or real estate in Miami. Mm. That's all he want to talk about. Okay. Mm. Uh, DK, uh, as we get into this time of the year, though, too, Kenny, being the leader, is you've been around him more than I have. I saw him. He plays his role well. The leadership quality of him, is it? Is it infectious? Is it what this team needs? Will he be the offensive leader, DK?
1: He will be under one circumstance, and I'm What's... glad you put it that way. Well, the head coach kind of has to carve that space for him to an extent. Now, you know that, and I know that. How many times has Mike Tomlin said, even publicly, this ain't a democracy around
0: <laughs> Numerous. Okay.
1: That is a great statement right there. He determines who the leader is. It's not yeah. the rest of the team, okay? <laughs> And there was an unusual circumstance, obviously, in 2022 where Mitch Trubisky not only was your starting quarterback out of the shoot, but he also was the offensive captain. The last thing, and I kind of get this. The last thing that Tomlin wanted to do was to take that captaincy away from him in midseason because it looks punitive and he didn't yeah. deserve it. And all you're doing is going out for the coin toss. And We might need you again anyway. And then they did. And we and did. Then, and then when he came back in and he won and everybody was super stoked for him. Why? In part because he was the offensive captain and kept his chin up. Great. That's over.
0: Yeah, that's over. OK, yep.
1: people ask, it, who's going to be your offensive captain? Who's the real leader on this team? Well, you can talk about Najee Harris. You can give him whatever kind of does. It has to be Kenny. And that has to come from the head coach.
0: It really does, man. And that's why the pay is always justified whenever they pay for a quarterback, whether it's overpaying or not. That's why they're always on the front of the stadium right, when it comes down to who's your representation of who's leading your team. Uh, And that's why that position is so, it, it's held so high, DK. It's because you're supposed to be the leader. You're supposed to be the heartbeat. You're supposed to be the one to deliver you through those rough moments, man. That, to me, is by far... Uh, One of my biggest question marks for him going into this year, because he is DK, if I'm not mistaken, one of the youngest guys on that side of the ball. Doesn't matter. He, and, he, he's got no. it.
1: I didn't really answer your question. Yeah. He's
0: got it. H- he does have he it. He is that
1: guy. They will run through a wall for him. Uh, And more important than any of that, I'm talking to an offensive lineman here, mm-hmm. his guys will sell out to protect him. They will. And-
0: and that's where I'm at, DK, with last year's captain, like Najee. I love the fact, and maybe there should be a two-person captain on offensive side of the ball. If Najee gets knocked before, uh, if if he gets knocked as far as being a captain for Miss, I mean, not Mitch Trubisky. Wow, for Kenny Pickett, I think it's okay. I thought Najee was kind of forced into that role to where Coach Tomlin said it's not a democracy. Like I, I look at it and say Najee could do it. But I think Najee's a leader from the side. Najee's a leader from behind, DK, when you look at what his role is. It didn't look as natural to him being that vocal, right? Right. As opposed to what a quarterback is supposed to do. Yeah. And maybe that's wrong, too.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. We're getting Slim in trouble with the law. (laughs) He says, hey, Moan, I just had a cop stop me and ask if I was all right sitting on the side of the road. And I told him I need to stop and watch the Ramon Foster show. And he laughed and said, (laughs) okay.
0: Hey, you know what, Slim? Hey, safety first, man. And that cop is a real one for letting you just sit right there, man. Uh,
1: the next shot we get of Slim will be from behind bars going,
0: hey moon. <laughs> you know what? Looking Depending for- on what how much a bail is, if you get a ticket, man, I might have I might put some on your books, Slim. Who's
1: ready to pitch in bail for Slim for getting for getting busted?
0: <laughs> I got a couple dollars for him. I got him. Oh I love
1: him. no, that is way too good. Hey guys, when we come back presuming that Slim is is not incarcerated, <laughs> we are going to uh, do the only segment that matters.
0: And that's all, hey, mom. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our
1: city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores, track the latest stats, chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports, coverage that connects. This is the post Slim's Freedom episode (laughs) of the Ramon Foster show. Hannibal says, so when the players vote for team captain, it doesn't really count.
0: It does. Oh, great question. I knew it was going to come up and I love it. Let's it does count. It is taken into consideration. You know this, you know who the leaders are. Like I knew I wouldn't be named a captain, but I was a captain on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew Marquise would probably win it over me. Marquise is the most vocal guy. Ben is going to win it also. The one I think is the most organic when it comes down to voting the team captain Too after, you know, who's going to be who. DK, I'm gonna ask you right now. Who are the team captains for the Steelers? Go ahead and get
1: the team captains. You mean the, the, the most recent I, I, ones?
0: I'll tell you. No, in general, even for this year, Cam oh. defense or, yeah. or TJ. Cam or TJ, and mm-hmm. then you got Kenny or Najee again. Mm-hmm. The one that you don't have an idea because of it is so many different roles is special teams captains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd vote Boswell. If they had a veteran snapper, I'd vote them vote him but it's probably going to be boss or a, one of those gunners that, that coach yeah, loves right? He loves the gunners. He wants he the to putting it
1: on the line every time they go down the field. And he wants to reward that. And he also wants them to be someone like DHB was a perfect example. Of oh that. my Darius gosh. Hayward Bay, because he would go down the field, he would put his body on the line, but he also was a guy who was a guy at one point in his career.
0: He was.
1: And so he also shows that humility, yeah, and the pride in special teams, which so he he checked every box.
0: He he did. Rob Golden was one of those. Yep. your guy, and I'm gonna say it, Dangerfield. Dangerfield, and another one. Yep, Jordan was another one of those guys. So let me just say what this: But Benny, 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 Benny Snell, be a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things too, right? To whereas you see the lead up to who's gonna be team captains before it actually happens. When I saw that Cam was. I don't want to say he was positioning, but Cam was being asked defensive questions about what is the tone of the defense. Hey, head, that's what Coach Tomlin calls Cam. Hey, head, head this, head that, head. head, All of those types of, you know, just endearments. Cam's probably going to end up being the team captain after will leave and all those types of things. It is a team voted ballot. It is very fair and it's blind. But everybody know who's the guy that's going to get it.
1: Yeah. It's, or guys. It's, yeah, it's a military junta at the other end of that box. Yeah. Uh, TJ says uh you see him making tackles every game on, on punts and kickoffs. Yeah, we're talking about Benny here.
0: Benny, man, very valuable man. I, I love I, Benny Again,
1: Snow. Benny could have just pouted yeah. know, uh, about all of this here. Uh James does a dutiful thing and comes in and reminds me that I haven't I haven't mentioned yet that at get-go, quality is at the core of every menu item are three expert chefs, three yes. fine tune every detail so that every sub burger salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for crave ability. Order your favorite entry the same way James just did by going to the get go cafe and market today. Better
0: believe, believe it. it.
1: Uh, CT wants to know how long is cam going to play three more years.
0: Great question. I think cam got one more extension and him, probably a two year <laughs> Probably about a two year. Yeah. I, and I think he's due very soon. Okay. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if Cam got it done this summer because this is the thing. You got a cheap quarterback, bro.
1: You yeah. can spend
0: the money around and Cam will be off the books before Kenny got to get paid. And then <laughs> I, I'll be real. I know we believe all the fake blue checks now, right? On social media. If $8, a, baby. I know, Everyone's $8. an expert. If there is. In a universe to where um, Jalen Carter does slide close to 10 and Pittsburgh is there, you give him the 17 and the 32, and you still got a whole lot of picks in the rest of the draft, quality picks, too, right, DK? Mm-hmm. I go for that one because if Cam's around and Jalen Carter's in that locker room with him. You want to talk about a Bash Brothers type of defense. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. Bruce says, hey, Moan, in
1: 2016, you gave up only one sack. Was that your best year? Before you answer that, I actually want to ask you, was it, in fact, one sack that you gave up? Is that what the
0: coach's stats showed? It was either one or a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why
1: I ask is that people don't see the, the actual grades can only yeah. be done by coaches because only coaches know where you were supposed to be and who you were supposed to have.
0: Bruce, you know who was ticked off about that? My agent. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, why didn't you do this last year? We could have got paid even more money. <laughs> he was all over me about that one. Uh, 16 and 7. I go 15, 16, 17. It probably some of my best years. And that's when the offense was really humping too. Uh, we, we really had it done, getting it done. That was my, I'll say this, that was my closest year as to making the Pro Bowl. I was the first alternate that year. Yes, you were. I mentioned it on my podcast. We'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It still kind of gets me a little bit, but I'll be honest with you. It is what it is. What's for you is for you.
1: Hanover Fist points out from a legal standpoint that if you don't hit the like button now, then everyone's going to jail with slim facts. I can't facts. spot
0: a lie in that. I can't spot a lie in that statement. No, you so have to like it or go to jail. One you have to,
1: we have to come up with at least a thousand likes today in order to keep slim out of,
0: we, we, we had a thousand on the video yesterday, we but did. yeah, we did appreciate y'all too, man. There's no, nobody's, I mean, we don't take this for granted. Let's didn't do any. Didn't baby. do slim. Any good though. Didn't Slim? No. Hey bro, get it together, man. And was- yeah, Slim That's goes, now, hey,
1: Mona and D.K., I'm not going to jail.
0: <laughs> Slim, don't, man. Play along,
1: okay? We're trying yeah. to get some likes here. <laughs> I just told the cop I'm a diehard Steelers fan, but I told the cop to check out the podcast, the Ramon Foster show. All you, right, so now we've we've got uh,
0: a new listener. As the kids would say, you're a real one, Slim. You're a real one. <laughs> Slim.
1: <laughs> Tyler says, hey, Moan, can you explain how different it was to block – for levy excuse me levy on bell versus blocking for guys like d will meaning d'angelo williams or james Conner, was there a change of technique or your scheme
0: change of technique uh more than anything and defining what levy wanted to run those two things change of technique so blocking for levy it allowed you honestly to get more pancakes
1: how did you define what Le'Veon wanted to run when even he didn't
0: know that until he looked around for a Le- while? Le'Veon wasn't a big toss guy. D'Angelo Williams was a big toss guy. Connor was a James Connor was a big toss scheme type of dude, full zone type of fellas, right? Le'Veon was a gap in between counter counter down the line type of guy. Cincinnati Dave's pulling to the left. Well, guess what? Get a front blocker in front of uh Le'Veon, get a tight end on the front side of him. Also, Le'Veon is gone. And he's gonna beat guys up with physicality. Blocking up the middle allowed us to one, two, settle on, settle in, get our combo blocks because the linebackers aren't gonna shoot outside of the gap. Just block, hold your guy until Le'Veon finds space. Blocking for Connor or blocking for D Will was you better get to your guy really fast because they're going to hit the gap and go quicker than Le'Veon did. It was a nice switch up. That's, that's kind of what you're getting from Jalen Warren and also from Najee right now.
1: Yeah, th- that was the parallel I was about to draw too. Uh, Najee himself has said that when Warren's running, he inspires me. Yeah. Because of how aggressively he hits the hole here. Noah says, hey, Moan, how much of the success with the receivers uh, is the Steelers and how much was Big Ben? Meaning how much how much credit goes to the guys catching the ball and how much was the quarterback?
0: Both is the answer because I'm never going to minimize one. But having a very good quarterback like Ben, I don't think anybody's going to tell you that that play with Ben, even though Emmanuel said some sideways stuff, that Ben wasn't legit in getting you the ball. I think he mm-hmm. a- a- just kind of fell on Ben's backside when A.B. emerged a little bit. Ben is daggone good at getting guys the ball. I'll say this. Look around the league and look at the franchise quarterbacks. You can tell how good a quarterback is by who gets their wide receivers paid. Ben has gotten every single one of his tight ends and, and wide receivers paid, y'all. Like it's it's unique to have heard Charlie talk about it, Dennis Dixon talk about it, uh Mason even bring it up, Landry Jones bring it up, Michael Vick bring it up to be like that dude is special. Like this is other quarterbacks and like Byron Leftwich, who I love, being special.
1: My favorite thing is right now there about half of everybody who's watching this is cringing going, what are you talking about getting paid? Who talks like that? Who the players the do. The players do. And and, okay. and and that's who. That's the real world, okay? Yes. The players are talking about a quarterback who can get all his guys paid. Now, does that mean that Ben or Kenny or any other guy is scrambling around the backfield going, you know, on third and long going Oh, I haven't gotten him paid yet. That's, no. not, that's not it. It's no. just a matter of what, 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 what that means when that's said is that that quarterback isn't playing favorites. No. If you're performing, you will get the ball, yes. plain and simple. That's what it means to get those guys paid.
0: Let's look at it like this. Nobody really wanted to go to Baltimore. Why? Because they knew Lamar wasn't going to feed them the ball the way they want to. You, you, you got uh, Nook Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, trying to get out of Arizona because Kyler can't give him the ball the way he wants to, right?
1: You ever seen the video of uh, – who's his big tight end down there? Andrews. Andrews, yeah. Mark Andrews is, is open for a pass. I know you've seen this. Gone viral. Yeah. Where he's going he's going like this to Lamar, yeah. and Lamar mocks him coming out of the backfield. He's running, and Lamar's going
0: <laughs> – So what? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Now, it's really funny, okay? <laughs> I don't mean to take advantage of a good joke. Yeah. That's also – I'm sure that's how those guys genuinely is.
0: felt, too. Go through my time. Plex got paid. Hans definitely got paid, okay? Mike Wallace got paid at a different destination. Emmanuel Sanders got paid at a different destination. AB got paid three, four times. Uh, Deontay got paid, okay? Who else am I missing? Mark Tavis was on his way. So you see what I'm saying? Everybody is eating with the quarterback. So it's both, but seven plays is part two now.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's almost a diplomacy that has to occur. It is that position, because you can say what you want about the coordinator and who he draws up as the primary target. Who's the play call. And that stuff does matter because yes. you, if you're a wide receiver you'll or, or tight end, you will take being the first check on the check down list every yeah. time. But ultimately it only ball comes out of only one hand. Greg Waller wants to know if you see Gunnar Olszewski coming back, need a returner. There's no guarantee that Calvin Austin, I think you're going to see Greg, somebody else, Uh, Some other guys, possibly plural, since you saw numerous players in that role last year be available just in case, not because of, you know, uh, CA3's injury from last year, but just in general, you have to have multiple guys at every position. You just do.
0: do. And I say this too, having niche guys like that, that you want to be return specialists, let's say this also, the reality of it is if they don't win a spot, they're probably going to get cut if they're not really good at special teams. That's what we're saying. I, like, Calvin, Calvin's uh, situation is a little unique because he got injured and you don't know what you're going to get from So I think he still makes the ro- roster. But Gunnar Olszewski, Oshels- though, like, he's – you either make the team or don't if he's not killing in other areas when it comes down to uh, to his job on the team. I got one right here, DK. It's pretty good from the PEF. And it's got – hey, Mo, what is your favorite running back duel you play with? I don't even want to go running back duel. I want to go one guy in particular. One guy in particular in a very specific game that they did not see this coming. You may know where I'm going with this. Jalen Samuels. Mm-hmm. That game we had with him and the Wildcat.
1: You're about the New England game.
0: The New England game. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you knew Jalen had talent. You knew he had the ability to get on the field. Did we surprise New England in that attack?
1: yes okay (laughs) by the way anybody who ever wanted to anoint look belichick did all the winning that he did you can never take it away from him you can attach the cheating to it if you want whatever else here okay whatever right but the idea that belichick was this or is this spectacular defensive mastermind who could adjust on the fly show them that game he never came up with an answer he never made a single move to account for Samuels. He just said, "Oh my God, that's Jalen Samuels doing that to us. Somebody stop him from doing that to us. This is embarrassing."
0: That game was comical because it came to a head where it was like, "Oh, we got them, we got them," and of course, we tried to do it again the next week, and it wasn't as efficient. Again, the league is a very smart league when it comes down to uh, when it comes down to how you adjust and navigate to stop people. That's why. I've always kind of said when Ben speaks about young quarterbacks, that's fine, but can you do it again the next year and the year after that?
1: Stefan Dulic has Dravo from Serbia. Hey.
0: So yeah, I mean, I still got it. You I still, still got, got it, that. DK? You still well, got I was it?
1: back, I was back in Serbia last summer to to visit relatives. I spent a lot of time in, yeah, you in, in, in Belgrade and then up in Novi Sad. And uh, it's funny, Moan. That was my first language. I didn't start speaking English until I was six, seven years old. No kidding. Oh, okay. Didn't I know that. And there's a total ride the bike thing to it, like meaning you just hop back on. It goes back to the your C drive, yeah. okay, in the darkest recesses of your C drive. And I'm there for like two, three days, and I'm like, the language is coming out. Like,
0: whoa, that's yes, awesome.
1: No, it's really, really, really cool here. Brian, uh, Brian says, great show, guys. Hey, Moan, how will it take? How long will it take to get the new O-line members on the same page with our guys? I'm glad we got more talent, but I appreciated the continuity that we had last year. Uh, right now, though, aren't you just talking about one guy, though?
0: Uh, yeah, Isaac Samalo. Yeah. Uh, I hate, I'm, I hate, I hate if, I, if I'm saying his name wrong. This is my thing, and the players wanted this, and I'm glad we got it, too. The the cohesion that you're speaking about that they had towards the last part of the year, I'm hoping it happens fast, and I'll say this. I hope everybody's inside of the building right now. I hope everybody shows up for OTAs and mini camp, and everybody stays healthy in camp also. The moving in and out of the lineup does affect that growth. Now, let's say Isaac goes out for, I hate to say something crazy, but let's say a pinky. He's out for pinky. I don't want to put major injuries on this. He's out for a pinky and Dotson back in and Dotson's back to playing well next to Dan Moore. That kind of confuses the lineup a little bit, does it not? Mm-hmm. So it's going to take a while and those dudes have to be in the fold together for a while, okay? Like, I'm talking about every day in training camp if possible. Guys can get a day or two. Isaac can get a day. Chooks is at that point that he may get a day or two, right? But everybody needs to be work- working towards the same exact agenda. If they... If they stay healthy throughout camp and the five starters are opening day, I still give them a quarter. First four games of the season is when we started to click, even year after year. We'd be like, don't worry about it, fellas. We It's going to come together. We got to figure this out. Adrenaline's a little bit different. All of those things, like from practice to the game, I miss some practice because of my injury. Pounce miss because of injuries that so we have days. It usually takes – When you got a really good group, about four weeks during the season. Victor has
1: a really good one here for you. He says, hey, Moan, do you remember when your helmet interlocked with a defensive lineman from Green Bay? (laughs)
0: Yeah, I do. That is super unique because it's super hard to happen, but it does happen often, right? All you can think is, let go of me. I'm thinking, you let go of me. And I'm just, it's, it's really like, oh, we're stuck. And what happened? What actually happened? Well, the, 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 there's a notch that uh, where's my helmet? I took it back upstairs. Uh, there's a notch in the helmet that's right above the eyes, right there. I think some people can use it for here. maybe mouthpiece and stuff like that. Okay, those that part right there gets caught on their face mask bar because we're usually face to face and stuff, and if it goes down to click in. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> then wow. you're stuck you're like two bulls with antlers stuck together that's pretty much what happens man it's, it's usually funny after the fact and there's no malice if that happens towards a guy like that jeff says hey
1: moan what was it like two minutes left ben is your quarterback Might you we used to ask you this question that's you were playing a- all the time and such because we knew we would never get a real good answer from the court like what did you say to them in the huddle ben well we're all on the same page and no man we want to know what you actually said so we go ask an offensive lineman
0: and in such a um a violent crazy sport is poetic jeff you hear me like it's legitimately poetic ben (laughs) is funny because he has this ben type thing right He'll walk in there, and he's not really looking at the defense. he would be like, who they got over there, Moan? i would be like, they're in nickel, Ben, or they're in dime, or they're in dollar. All right, he's looking at his play. All right, fellas, I need y'all to give me 76 protection. Just you be over here. You Like, it is, he's so nonchalant about it, <laughs> but he was so damn good at it that you just, he brought a sense of calmness. He brought a sense of, oh, we're down by five. We're going to score six right here. Just give me a little time. That's all he will ever tell us, really. Just give me a little time because his, his, his ability that I spoke about earlier that Kenny needs to inherit of playmaking, timing, being on the same page with his wide receivers, nobody I've been in the huddle with had it like that. He's that good at that two-minute stuff. Oh, my gosh, it was flawless. Barack Singleton says,
1: hey, Moan, how long after the draft, before the front office and the scouting department start looking at the next draft?
0: Uh, ASAP. They probably already know who they have yeah, on the menu.
1: The What, I, what I'm going to throw in here is that all of the drafts are one thing. I, I don't know how yeah. else to put this. When you go to a pro day or when you go to not pro day because those are those are draft eligible players, but when you go to a cover a college football game as a scout,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: you're not just looking at the guys that are draft eligible. Okay. You're watching the whole field,
0: looking over the shoulder. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. And how often do you hear those stories from scouts all the way up to GMs where they'll Mm -hmm. say, We went to such and such school to see this guy, but we couldn't take our eyes. Off of that guy. Yeah. Okay. I, that That's so it's a cumulative process they already have. In other yeah. words, they already have an idea of their draft board for next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. We heard rumblings this year. There's two guys I heard about. uh Joe Milton from Tennessee. He threw it to Tennessee Pro Day, if I'm not mistaken, because Hendon Hooker has the ACL. So there's conversation about him at the Pro Day. And then, of course, the Ohio State. Marvin Harrison Jr., he ran routes at the pro day for uh, C.J. Stroud. So what were they doing looking at? They can't speak about him. They can't talk to him. But he put it on display for all of the NFL scouts and GMs. Like, your number one wide receiver next year is actually an underclassman. Yeah. 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 I
1: mean, so it's, it's a rolling thing. They keep those charts moving. They'll have one for two years from now. Yeah. Okay. And it obviously it morphs over time. Guys get bigger, stronger, better, worse, injured. Yeah. Uh they they wimp out, whatever it happens to be here. Gene has a good one here. Hey Mona DK, what did the Rams get out of the Allen Robinson trade? He's not the only one to ask this today. Uh, the Rams are in trouble. Yeah. Okay. That's the answer to that question.
0: They they needed to get rid of some money. Now they, they need to are get rid
1: of a lot of money.
0: <laughs> they they took on the ten from Pittsburgh because they just needed to get Allen Robinson out. He really just didn't give them it. a whole lot. So there's that on that. There was conversation about him and Matthew Stafford not being on the same page. All of that, right? Uh, that was the conversation piece too. What they got was they they loosened up the books a little bit. They got more money on the books for their uh their draft signings and whatnot. Um, uh, but what the Steelers got out of they got a solid number three is the way I look at it. Maybe I'm wrong by calling him a number three DK, but with the two young talented guys and Deontay and George Pickens, you got in a your, real solid yeah, three.
1: In your ideal world, he's a three for this team. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Shadow wants to know who's the best lineman you've ever played with.
0: The best lineman I ever played with is it hands down Marquise. The guy close second after him, man, is – and didn't get a whole lot of fanfare. Maybe I'm just endeared to him more than Willie Colon. Y'all don't understand the violence you speak very highly of Willie because more than anything, Willie set the tone for the entire culture inside of that doggone locker room inside of our offensive line room. Willie Cologne to me is the orchestrator of all things. Bronx baller brawler like back alley fights, respect uh, and, and a sense of pride inside of that room. You, you asked Marquise the same question. It may have started with with Willie Colon and how he approached it. How you take care of Ben, Willie.
1: Dwayne's coming at you with biggest trash talker in the huddle, and he means your huddle. Me. (laughs) But
0: trash talking on who?
1: The other guys. Just the
0: other guys. Oh, my God. It gets me going. Like, I – I would talk trash with the best of them. You hear me? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm I'm, training up my kids now, man, <laughs> to, to really just be like, yo, you got to be ready because sports is wild. Sports is, look, you be respectful, but the idea of trash talking and getting back into your frame of mind, I'm going to mess you up with something I'm going to say before you get to me because I specialize in this. I love the art of saying you suck and I dare <laughs> you to come beat me. I wish you would. You know what? I didn't even study you this week. Hey, you, hey, send your backup in because I didn't watch him uh, m- more this week because I, I I felt no need for anything you was gonna do like it'd be that type of stuff. The best thing about the way you say you suck. Do you remember on? Uh,
1: <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch curb Your Enthusiasm? Uh, I've seen a little bit of it. I've okay, seen Larry it. David. There was this. There was this lady. I don't remember the 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 woman's name. The actress. Who, who just had the best F-bombs like <laughs> uh, in Hollywood. She, she was, you were, you would watch the show just to hear yeah. her drop F-bombs because it was such it was such a work of art. Somebody here will give me her name here.
0: I'm gonna be um, real. I, that's me, DK. I, <laughs> I clean it up for this podcast, but in the spirit of competition, bro. It's nasty. Y'all don't want that guy. Sean let's, let's wants to lying. know, as
1: long as we're on the subject here, he's carrying it on. He says, does bulletin board material actually make a difference to
0: anybody? Everything matters. You say something, even if it's small item stuff throughout the week, by the time game day come around, it's going to get brought up. It, it just is. I don't care if they say, yeah, we're going to go after him because we know his shoulder's a little banged up. Hey, O-line. Hey, they talking about they're going to come after him because it's show. Get, they're supposed to.
1: They're supposed to. But doesn't matter. Gonna, you use it. You use it gonna, anyway. Oh,
0: my gosh. We're going to use it. Mm-hmm. Mike yeah. points out
1: that the character's name was Susie. I don't Susie. know the actress's name. But, yeah, she was Susie on the show. She's unbelievable. She would just, wow. The, the yeah. swearing was just so beautiful coming from her. Yeah. It, <laughs> Dr. Shadow says, did they ever have to put Heath Miller on your side to help you block a guy? Did you ever have tight end support mode? Bear in mind, he's a guard, everybody.
0: So. I'm a guard, uh, okay. Dr. Shadows. No. uh Well, there was this one time. Who who are we going up against? It may have been... Uh, I was actually inactive this game. Uh It was... Aaron Donald was one of those dudes that the running backs were chipping up the middle. Oh, yeah,
1: there was a there was a gimmick blocking. Scheme it was a D. That is it, correct.
0: Oh, yeah. No, the, the tight end help. No, but running backs. Hey, y'all watch him. OK, or if I had a sprained ankle or something like, hey, I'm going to need a little help on the chip, like chip inside right here. Like it gets real. Like and, and this is the thing, too, as a pro, don't be afraid to ask for help either. Like that happens we really
1: have gone this far into the show without a single draft question. And it's funny. That. It's not by design. It's just kind of worked out that way. So if we, let's close today uh, with a couple of those uh, from anybody at all that might, you know, that might be interested in the draft that is this only is draft. eight days away in the interim here. Vince says, Hey, Moan and DK, Omar's two and O oh when it comes to trades, good stuff. We all know the draft will define a GM though. I'm uh, hoping this year's draft is a, 70-yard touchdown drive. Can I be the only one that says, you know, "Look, the trade is nice—the yeah. Allen Robinson trade." And yeah. You're dealing with a desperate team, yeah. Okay? yeah, and you're you're dealing with a completely awful, poorly run team like <laughs> Chicago. Okay, <Right. laughs> I, I mean, you, you're you're picking you're picking off the the carcass, yeah, in, in both cases. Now that's great. You want to yeah. do that as a GM, but let's go easy on the.
0: Well, well, this is where I am, man. Shout out to I got one foot in the grave, man. Uh, I think everybody's over the mock draft talk. I, I we're, so we're like I. eight days away. Yeah, we're eight days away. One foot in the grave, and I I think that's just where we are. Uh, no, to, Ron- to-
1: Ronald wants to know here, if Moan, Who's your who is you? Who are you taking as your first pick? And we've done this a million times already. You well,
0: know. I- I I, more than likely I have D tackle or outside edge. I love the idea that we're going for a top corner corner. Unless there's a run on quarterbacks and offensive linemen, getting the one you want may be iffy. So to say that you're going to get a first round corner, what is that first round corner? Because every single one of them got knocks. This is the most up and down draft I've ever heard. It seemed like this draft is full of really good players, but every player has a Strong knock on them, DK. It has Mm -hmm. been a fascinating evaluation of these guys this year.
1: Water in the Desert says, Hey, Moan, do you think the Steelers are going to go after a third outside linebacker in the draft? Can I take this one? Go ahead. Absolutely. You you should certainly hope not. Okay. I don't want to be drafting someone who's a third outside linebacker at any point in their career, certainly not at any time early in the draft but this is also part of the problem with looking at the draft through the prism of what do we actually need right now that is not how you draft unless you are the browns and you suck those concepts comfortably coexist
0: yeah um the kid from texas tech if he fall down to 17 uh, good. I'm for that one as far as an outside edge guy, right, DK? But to your mm-hmm. point, though, man, like, nah, it makes, it, it doesn't make a, a whole, Tyree Tyree Wilson is who I'm speaking of. I just looked him up and said, like him, like I'm okay with something like that. If he slides, I think there may be a positional slide this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there'll probably end up being uh more quarterbacks drafted than they probably expect, and then they go OL, and then they go corner. That's the way I'm kind of see this shape up a little bit. Uh, More than anything. Mike's
1: going to get our last one today. He says, if the Steelers addressed enough needs in free agency and trades to focus on best player available in the draft. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And besides, that's the only thing you want them doing. Stop thinking of this from the positional standpoint. Take the best players. Figure it out later. Mm
0: -hmm. I'd even jump in and say this with the position, with the stuff they've addressed in free agency. I I see the Steelers being ready to deal. If there's somebody there at 10 that they want, Go you have him. enough cap right now yep. to get it. Go and get you have enough guys like the O-line DK for the mo- set, right? D-line has his deficiencies to me. Running back is good. Tight ends is good. Quarterback is good. Wide receivers, maybe one late. But, like, you're in a position to really deal. And that 37 pick, 32nd pick you stole from Chicago, is very valuable right now Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it really is it changes to me it changes the whole complexion of the Steelers draft that one pick that you got for Chase Claypool now don't go blowing it
0: right (laughs) okay
1: but it 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 more than even the stuff that we just talked about about plugging holes from other positions it allows the Steelers that exactly that latitude Okay, we really want to begin, for example, the next phase of the defensive line. Yeah. But
0: look at this dude who just fell.
1: All right. We'll just go ahead and take the dude who just fell. Okay,
0: Really good spot for a team that was above 500 last year. Having those two picks. Phenomenal. Technically, first round draft pick. He's still got 32nd pick still going to be slotted for first round money.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they don't care that. Uh, uh, who was it, Kansas City? They don't care about the – if you think that agent or whoever else, it says 32nd overall pick. How many teams in the NFL again? 32? 32. Okay, so it's a first-rounder is what you're saying.
0: Let me say this too, DK. You brought up this name, Chase Claypool. Uh, Very fair to have gotten rid of him. Oh, yes. We won on that one as it stands right now.
1: Oh, big time. And it's not like he went to Chicago and proved anybody wrong. Right. He was doing all the same stuff. Tripping over his own feet, uh, unable to high point the ball, unable to be strong on the ball when it got into his hands—all that stuff.
0: Yeah, all that stuff. Absolutely, oh. I'm I'm here for that. And just one more—the the Juju departure too. I'm happy for him. He ended up getting a bigger deal. But mm-hmm. I I think as far as youth and talent and health, uh, because that was one of Juju's things this last year in Pittsburgh, right? His health. Mm-hmm. I, I I trust that I front of the so, office. Yeah. I trust that front office in, in that wide receiver room more than almost anybody in the NFL DK. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, guys, listen, thanks for watching, and thanks for everything else here. Whatever you do, don't stay tuned through the, uh, <laughs> the closing the closing music. Don't here. don't no, don't do that. Never do that. It's never it's never made worth your while.
0: Let's do it again tomorrow, Moan. Let's do it. A little, a little man, weak motivation. Look at you with the friggin'—how'd you get that? What? What? I'm over here motivating you over here with face cutouts, DK. She, she's working on the merchandise, you fool. It starts with this. <laughs> hey, hard work it's... beats talent. Why, DK, want to play around?
1: <laughs> it starts with this. This will be the merchandise. <laughs> I
0: love it, dog.